2003, 50 Cent came out with Wankster. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's start there. Okay, 2003, 50 Cent came out with Wankster. And in 2008, Lil Wayne asked a great philosophical question, what's a goon to a goblin? <laughs> so let's talk about goons and goblins and wanksters here. Wait, uh, did, you use, did you use a philosophical like Socrates type shit? <laughs> Little Wayne is Socrates, yo. Yeah, I mean, what's a goon to a goblin? That's a you know question that all the great minds have at some point in their lives considered, right? Yeah. Okay, you're a goon, so what's a goon to a goblin? Hell yeah. And, you know, uh, 50 Cent's kind of involved in this story as well. So let's just get right in and talk about uh, Daniel Hernandez, a.k.a. Takashi 69 Danny uh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, the Skittles Goblin is what I always call that dude. <laughs> uh, but guy came out of nowhere, blew up really, really fast, right? Yeah, that, that was crazy where he came like just out of nowhere. It, it it was literally like this dude just blipped up on internet one day and all of a sudden he's massive. Yeah, and the story really starts with him being a chomo, right? That's how I heard of him. So, first of all, how did he get that pass? Um, that's what I want to know. But Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So, this dude puts up a video on IG that involves an underage girl uh, naked on it. And he put it on Instagram. Got busted. Got charged with uh, child pornography. 
distribution, all those kind of charges that came with it. His homie got charged as well. And somehow this guy got like probation. <laughs> yeah, and that, that case recently just closed. Like they finally finished that shit out. So that's been going on for a long time. But yeah, come on, man. Yeah, so like, he got like a thousand hours of community service or something like that. That case closed in August of 2018. Um, and then the judge also prevents him from saying Treyway in public or on any t- records. <laughs> Treyway? It's the <laughs> Treyway, dog. So the judge tells him you can't say Treyway anymore and here's a slap on the wrist. Go on with your way. Now, how is he not banned from Instagram? Yeah. For, so, yeah, speaking of that, I mean, just in general, don't that sound like some R. Kelly shit? Like, I'm really just not understanding the the whole like how he how he's even relevant because it should have been done right there right because we we've been canceling the fuck out of r kelly like i ain't played an r kelly track in forever i don't even like when people request that shit but he blew up like that's crazy he should have been immediately banned from instagram twitter all of that shit yeah so that part obviously doesn't make any sense um and that happened off the top so that that story is like 2014 or something like that he doesn't get sentenced on that until 2018 and somehow in the middle there i'd say late 2017 to middle 2018 this guy's everywhere fuck it everywhere and he and he mastered the trolling like he's a master troll bro like i i didn't know people control like that but that motherfucker control so this is like when when memes go wrong this dude <laughs> like, he just he looks a like meme a meme gone wrong yeah exactly <laughs> Like this He's dude made meme, this dude became a millionaire off of being a meme. It comes and out it, of nowhere, blows up. Wild as shit, bro. Like, how does that, how does that even happen? Well, I get you know I don't want to say how because this is now 2019. That whole Instagram, SoundCloud, rapper kind of thing all blew up at the same time. So I can totally see how he is relevant in that sense. SoundCloud generational rappers, man, started this whole shit. Well, I mean, Soldier Boy really started, but that's a whole another conversation for another day. I just swear, like he's he's like a fucking cartoon, man. Like the shit is crazy, where he kind of just blew up, and it's like it's like watching the Amazing World of Gumball or some shit on Cartoon Network, <laughs> and he looks like one of one of them fucking characters on there for sure. He's got like a grill of like different colored teeth and stuff like that. His hair is all rainbow colored. I mean, this dude just looks like a clown. Um, Blows up on SoundCloud. I guess, you know, publicity trumps talent. Going viral just trumps talent at this point in the music game, right? Oh, real shit. Yeah, that's that's like easy work. As long as you can as long as you can go viral, like you're you're going to make it. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If it if it hits over a million views, you're in there. Right. So this dude's just memeing it up, looking like a clown. Uh, claiming to be a gangster, getting arrested for all kinds of stuff, but you know we kind of look at him at a fake or as a fake, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even from the beginning, you could tell he was fake. So how it even got to this point is just wild. And like I said, he was a master troll. So it was like he trolled his way to the top. He beefed with everybody. You know, he's going to Chicago and. Oh yeah, fuck! That just reminded me of that whole situation. Him the going Chief to Chicago Keith? and shit. Yeah, with Chief Keith. <laughs> hey, you remember when he got kidnapped? Takashi. Yeah. 
the fuck, bro? Get out of here. Like, you could tell he was a wankster from the beginning, just like that 50 Cent. Right. So starting out with 50 Cent, you knew he was a wankster, bro. <laughs> like, if you didn't, then something was wrong with you. But I, I, And that's the crazy thing about our society today is, like, everybody knew this shit. Like, it, it wasn't like it was something brand new and this dude was just going to prove everybody wrong and be like the realest dude ever. Like, nah, bro, he's not, it's not like he's YG or something like YG is a true thug. Like I would never fuck with YG in the streets. Freddie or Freddie Gibbs or Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. You know, there's a couple of cats that you know not to fuck with. Right. I, I, he, he was not it. Like I could tell from, I could just tell from the beginning, like this little short dude with multicolored hair trying to be tough. Like, nah, bro. (laughs) But, you know, a master troll. So his name's always out there. He's always getting some kind of publicity. Um, records a song with 50 Cent, right? Get the strap. Records a song with Nicki Minaj that gets to, like, number three or four on the charts. Uh, records a song with Kanye and Nicki Minaj. I think there's shootings at the music videos of each of those three songs that I just mentioned. Oh, shit. For real? All I knew that was on the last one for sure, but damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. All three of those videos got shot up or allegedly shot up or, or whatever. Um, this dude's out on tour in Europe during the summer. The FBI raids his house. And then things like really unravel for him in November. Um, just right around the time, conveniently, that his album's about to release, right? Yeah, and that's Master Troll tactic. So I just thought it was all a part of a game. This shit, this shit got real real quick. Uh, this shit got we, real. We talked about how like Kanye used kind of his trolling factor to to really hype up his album. I mean, that seems to be like his mo at this point. So he was kind of just following suit when it comes to the same kind of act, because definitely uh, that shit unfolded real quick. Yeah. So when I'm looking here at the the dates, November eighth, they're shooting the video with Kanye and Nicki Minaj in Beverly Hills. Um, a gunman caught on video firing shots at the the building that they're filming the video at. November 11th, he gets in trouble for hitting his baby mama. Wild. November 14th, his charges for choking a 16-year-old fan in Houston earlier in the year at the mall. <laughs> he pleads guilty. <laughs> Uh, he choked out a fan at the mall. <laughs> this, nigga, this nigga was wilding, yo. Yeah, the, yes. He was straight wilding. Fan was uh, recording him at the mall, I guess, and I don't know, but choked out the fan and got his phone. So he pled guilty to that November 14th. November 15th, he goes on the Breakfast Club and announces that he fired everybody. The whole team's gone. Uh, fired his managers, fired his booking agency. He's talking about federal agents sitting in front of his house. Um, and he says, there's only two things I fear in life. I fear God and I fear the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a real ass quote, but shit. <laughs> that's November 15th. November 16th, the feds tell Takashi that the whole crew he just fired is going to kill him. And that he should run. They got a hotel room ready for him and everything. If you mean the feds, you mean DJ Academics? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> the FBI, the the, it's on paper that the FBI told him, these dudes are going to kill you. So that becomes important to remember here. That's November 16th, November 18th, Sunday night, 6, 9, and 5 of his 
now former associates Treyway Shadi, Fahim Walter, Fuguan Lovic, uh, Ish Butler, and Mel Murda were arrested by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the NYPD, Homeland Security. This guy got busted on racketeering charges and gun charges, facing uh, three years to life for each case. You got like some Sons of Anarchy charges, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? These dudes was out here wild, dog. Man. So. And the the craziest thing about all this shit is, it, can you claim it as real? Maybe with the Treyway shit. Maybe his his partners was definitely on some real shit. But I can't I can't call it with him. I don't think any of that shit's real. Yeah. So. You know the way I, what I think is that he was some kind of an informant. It's the only thing that can make sense to me, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to be. He was so, like a plant. So, let's say, for example, we can make these child porn charges disappear if you can get some, you know, hardcore people up the chain and trayway in prison for us. Let's make it work. Yeah, we can we can get rid of all them beaten charges and everything else. Right. And he flipped it. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, February 1st, he pleads guilty to nine charges and snitches everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> this dude snitched everybody out. And he's facing, uh, like, you know, life sentence. And if he cooperates, he's not going to do any time. Yeah, and that's how you, that's how you know he had to be a, uh, an informant because there's no way. If you're really in there doing all this type of shit with, with a bunch of real gangsters, Bro, they, they're giving him no time, zero jail time, and they're going to make sure he got witness protection. So mm-hmm. it's like, bro, you, you've you essentially were there just to go. You made millions of dollars just to be a fund for those guys just to turn back around and just say, well, shit, I'm going to snitch on all y'all and my career is over because now his career is over. There's nothing else he can do. Um, even if he went overseas and dropped the album as somebody else, you know, everybody knows his voice. Everybody knows his face. That shit's not. That shit's not gonna go anywhere. How's so now he's protection. Done. How's witness protection gonna protect him when he's got a big six nine tattooed across his face, like a little <laughs> scumbag? <laughs> a fucking scumbag, bro. <laughs> and exactly, how do you keep? Oh man, like just the whole situation altogether just. It's just wild to me. Like, and and for one, I I just think them niggas was dumb um, to ever get mixed up with somebody like that on that type of level, knowing what he was out there doing. Like, Treyway is supposed to be this huge gang and and they gangster for real. You know, they doing their thing. You're not supposed to put your money behind somebody clowning like that. Now, granted, he he made that money fast, so he was probably you know putting in money. Yeah, they they're stealing millions of dollars from this dude. And somehow it's it's like funding everything, but he he somehow just gets out clean. Like I don't I don't understand. Meanwhile he's putting your business out there anyway. Like Right. You know, all this stuff is happening and we're thinking it's not really happening, it's just a story. But it according to the FBI it's really it really is going on. And he put it in the song, so Man, who had that famous quote of them talking about? Oh, Mr. Fantastic. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Rap Fantastic. Rap snitches. Putting <laughs> putting names in in the actual, you know, in the actual shit. Like, 
and well, he ain't saying names all the way, but you know, he talking about the crimes that they commit and everything else. Like, <laughs> this is like a recorded diary of of just fuck shit happening in your and your homies, so called homies. Um, you know, they they all getting fucked right now in the ass, and him too. I mean, he ain't got to do no time, but he it was, it's gonna catch up to him. Yeah, another thing that makes me think he was an informant is they put him into the like protective custody real quick when he got into the prison. Oh yeah, he got out of gym pop like that day. <laughs> I think within two hours of him getting in, booked in there, they put him out of gym pop. Like, yeah, no, nah, uh, we got you, man. We getting you up out of here. I need you alive. Uh, and we and we saw the documents, right? You remember forty six pages, right? And it, it, it's literally just him snitching. <laughs> like the whole thing is him tattling like on everything everybody. He said, he said, "I paid dude thirty k to shoot up uh, Chief Keith." <laughs> right. Exactly. Like everything's on paper. And he didn't leave any details out. And if he did, he probably told him, hey, hold up. No, bring that back. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you this, too. Yeah. So it's, uh, Mr. Fantastic said, rap snitches telling all their business, sit in court and be their own star witness. That's exactly what we got going on Boy, here. With that ain't paper, the truth. <laughs> that ain't the fucking truth, right? And there. I mean, that's probably like 2004 shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, man. It's so, so, I mean just now i mean what do you think is going to happen to him i mean i think i think he's going to be dead within the next five years there is nothing that protective custody can really do if them if them dudes got really hitters out there them hitters is going to come find you for real yeah the fbi doesn't participate in publicity stunts with meme rappers so i mean he's not going to do any time uh his boys are going to do some time and wherever the treyway are they're going to be looking for Mr. Daniel Hernandez, wherever he may be, wherever he may be hiding. Because one thing I know, this cat loves attention. So even when witness protection, I don't think he'd be able to stay quiet for too long. Right. As soon as he gets out, he's probably going to be on IG and air the whole situation. And that's probably going to be the case. And then we're going to find him popping up on entertainment TV or entertainment tonight and shit. And they're going to say... Uh, Takashi six nine is dead, or you know TMZ gonna find him. TMZ will kill him off first, but TMZ will probably tell the whole entire world where he's at. So oh yeah, he gonna get snitched on by TMZ right away. <laughs> TMZ gonna tell you what hotel room he's in, <laughs> <laughs> right? They gonna be like he's in Colombia and he's at this place. Like get the fuck out of here, man. It's just crazy, man. Like where do you uh, even hide him, man? Like you can't take this dude to the middle of Montana somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you you gotta get I, to me. You gotta get him out the country. There, there's no, to me, while he's on U.S. soil, he ain't safe. And not only that, because Treyway is involved. Is like a blood gang, isn't it? Aren't they? I, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, the Treyway Bloods. They're they're a form of a blood gang. So, I mean, once you kind of talking about all that, and you got all that, you know, snitching out there, I really think that there's gonna be some hits on him, like really out in these streets, and it could be bad. It could be bad for him. So he's got to get out the country. Yeah, and the other thing too, man, is child molesters in prison, they don't really last too long either. Right. So that's probably why they're not giving him any time, right? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, you're you right about that. They, they, he he going to be down quick up in there. Uh, they would fuck him and then hang him somewhere. So, I mean, that's that's like truth. I mean, it's already to say it so roughly for the rest of listeners out there, but you know this is a cruel world, and... Uh, once you kind of do, you cross a couple of things, especially in the tough in the tough prisons. Once you start dealing with snitching and child molestation, uh, that 
them is the two quickest way to get killed up in the jail. So yeah, you got a point. <laughs> All right, man. Well, enough talking about.
So we kind of wanted to talk about ourselves a little bit because we're like three or four or five episodes in and we still haven't said shit of who we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is kind of funny. Uh, but uh, I'm going to introduce y'all. This is my right hand man, Polly Dubs. Man, tell him a little bit about yourself, bro. Yeah, so I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, right now I'm based out of Colorado. I know a little bit about a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> but just like a very bit but about a lot of shit uh, I got some, <laughs> a very bit <laughs> i got some uh just have some interesting opinions um and basically you know we started this podcast coming from a place of there's a lot of people out there talking about how music sucks nowadays there's a lot of people that are misguided with the information that they're receiving or things like that so we wanted to put those two things together and just, you know, get this information out here to you. Uh, you know, we end up having sometimes these deep conversations with each other. We realize we can't have them with anybody else. Uh, so we just want to record them and share them with you guys and, and see how it, see what you think. And I think we do have interesting perspectives and, you know, we always push each other to, to think and look at different perspectives and, and try to understand what's really going on and what's really under hitting it and to really let you understand that there's amazing music coming out right now and and we want to make sure that you guys are able to hear it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you hit it right on the head. Uh, we have some really woke conversations like y'all, y'all will check this out over the, the next few episodes of like how, uh, how we kind of do things. Cause literally we talk about a bunch of shit all day and have a bunch of different perspectives, but that's what makes it dope. Um, and, and the, the chemistry that we got is because we, we kind of come from the same kind of, backgrounds somewhat and then just you know putting it together uh we want y'all to know out there because that's the whole purpose of this podcast is we want y'all to think outside of the box um we may talk a lot of shit and we may say a bunch of different shit but uh <laughs> we're, we're definitely coming from a, a place of, of uh genuine just understanding and having our own perspectives and and where we're at and how can we uh you know how can we spread the word out there to to just look and think outside of the box a little bit so yeah take the antidote man y'all take that blue pill red pill whatever which way y'all want to go but we're gonna give it to you straight facts yeah for sure and you know this is the man right here dj craftmatic you hear him on all these mixes you hear him chopping up with me on all these episodes here tell him where you're at where you're from and where they can find you yeah bruh appreciate it this is dj craftmatic man um reside in colorado man uh just trying to rep for the for the home state uh you know i was actually born and raised here but all my family is in the south uh so i grew up listening to a lot of different types of music and everything like that i feel like i'm an old soul so it comes down to a lot of those things i'm a uh very old school kind of cat but i'm i'm young so <laughs> it is what it is but um, yeah, man, uh, DJ, as you know, you hear some of these mixes. If you definitely want some more, definitely check out my SoundCloud and everything like that. Uh, DJ Craftmatic, C-R-A-F-T-M-A-T-I-C. Y'all check me out on there. Definitely peep the mixes. I like everything, man. And that's um, it's funny living in Colorado when we talk about it because I'm like the only black dude at all the house shows. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of funny like we do we go to all the music and everything like that and i like uh, pretty much everything man there's not really a, a genre i don't like except for country we stated that on the first episode uh <laughs> yeah we made that clear yeah we <laughs> made that pretty clear we gotta uh, set the line there somewhere shout out the country people y'all do your thing but yeah, that's not you. that's not my tea um 
But yeah, man, it, it's it's coming from a perspective of being a young black man in America and just looking at it as taking everything as for not what you see um, and not what you hear. You got to actually look look into things and study and read. And uh, like you said, we kind of challenge each other to, to challenge the status quo. And um, yeah, we look at things from a different perspective, from everything from sports to, to music to hot topics to politics, whatever it is. Um, we got a good perspective for y'all. So y'all just stay tuned, man. We're going to continue doing these things and uh, we're going to keep it popping, man. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, there's a lot of perspectives out there that come out from a place of darkness. Uh, you know, it really can seem if you watch the news or anything like that, that the world is a terrible place, a scary place, that it's really dark times that we're in. And, you know, sometimes we'd be talking about some crazy shit and make light of it and joke about it. But really, it's important to have a you know, an underlying message of hope and faith behind of everything, because no matter what you've been through, you made it to where you're at right now. So no matter what happens, we're still going to make it and we're still going to get through there. And that's what the dope music is about. Exactly. Music brings everything together. And not only that, man, we hope that uh, we with our perspectives and seeing it a little differently, we want to get people to to unify um, mm-hmm. and really come together and really, again, challenge that status quo because coming together is what these big governments and everything else out there fear the most yep. um and so we we got to make sure that uh we as people we're in the human beings that's that's the number one race is human beings um so we got to remember that together and uh they're yeah. trying to fuck all of us no matter what <laughs> yeah the money is the power of the dollar is real and that's what that's what's pushing everything so just because you think you see what you see it's all about the dollar at the end of the day somebody's making money off of whatever you're talking about what we're talking about whatever uh, all these things are going on because somebody's making money off of it so we just need to come together man and uh yeah, man. hopefully y'all listen to this podcast can definitely uh join in and, and understand and kind of get on the movement yeah, and I, you know, when you get different people from different backgrounds and, and different cultures together, working together, only thing that ever happens is beautiful stuff, you know, wonderful things happen from those kind of things. So, obviously, we got to fight against those that try to divide us and keep us apart. That's that's real. That's real, real. <laughs> man, we kind of went a little deep on y'all, man. I hope oh, y'all uh, stay, you know, keep up with us because we definitely going to be touching on a lot of different things uh, in the coming episodes. So, Y'all just keep up with us and uh, y'all check this out, man. We got we got it everywhere now. We finally got it uploaded. We're gonna be on. Uh, we got it on the uh, iTunes under podcast. Check out uh, the antidote. Yeah, subscribe. Got, Leave us a yeah, five star review. Subscribe, man. Subscribe, 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 and share. Um, we're also on uh, Stitcher. Look us up on there. Look us up. Hopefully on Spotify soon. We'll be on there. Um, go to takeTheAntidote.com. Yep. That's definitely where we want y'all to go. Take the antidote.com. That's where we're going to have all the podcasts. We're going to definitely be putting up events and things. We got some big events planned coming up, you know, that we're working on in the Denver area and the Colorado Springs area. So y'all stay tuned, man. We're, we're trying to definitely take this and, and make it global. Yeah, dude. Thanks a lot for tuning in and make sure you subscribe. Leave us a review if you like the show. And if you like the show, tell a couple of your friends. Share the link. Yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. (laughs) And tell their friends to tell our friends. And we can all be friends. (laughs) (laughs) You look like a classic, took your time and crafted dish. 
Moving through these chapters, booked and busy, pays my shit. I hit you right back, I get sidetracked, I got side things, you know, side ventures and shit. I vibrate, I'm a instrument man, play interromance, huh? Sometimes I break down, break down, break down. Oh, Gas me up, change my plug, get, get back in tune. Squeaky cleaned up, but you D40 ounce on me with a stogie. Don't ask if I'm a passive bitch, fuck no. I don't know you, you look like the popo. I fly solo, no coke cap. Coconut in the douce, fuck up a format. Shane Bushy, she ain't choosy, fuck on the floor mat. Chicken strips, scary movies, romance. No like a butterfly when I'm high up the lot. Told my niggas in a minute, it's gonna be all out. I don't put a fifth man, a nigga don't look I'm a nine on my mind, I feel like trash I'm like FIFA, four, four, man, the Fifi Rollin' Luigi, Woodstack, like a tippy Pretty white toe, walking on the tippy Cut flow, cold, ass on Mississippi Hit it with the crooked letter, she sent me in the pipe Get on top, the polar horse, and ride it like a Maserati I come from the north side, St. Louis, let me tell you about it Mama always worried about a baby when they need a house 22's on the money, call her, ring me in the cup Hold her with you, see me in the stroller, baby, she in the back This for safety, he just hold a trivia, you never know who might be lurking over shoulder. Man, I thank the Lord every time I see my niggas. Uh, not being dramatic, life cinematic. This one feel like a classic. You look like a classic. Might pull up in the classic. You look like a classic. Took your time and crafted this. Moving through these chapters, booked and busy, pays my shit. Hit you right back, I get sidetracked, I got side things, you know, side ventures and shit. I vibrate, I'm a instrument man, play instruments, huh? Sometimes I break down, break down, break down. Oh, gas me up, change my plug, get get back in tune, Squeaky clean, double UD, 40 ounce on me with a stogie. Talk about another clown. 2019 is such a crazy year, man. <laughs> Some crazy shit going on, right? It's already starting out crazy, and we <laughs> two, three weeks into February, and this shit's about to go crazy. Like the whole the whole year is already set up. Right, you don't even know what's going on anymore. Uh, nobody has any idea, uh, especially this cat, Jesse Smollett. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, juicy Smollett. Is it juicy? Ju- <laughs> Just- juicy. <laughs> I don't oh, even know man. how to say it, but I think I think it's Jesse Smollett. Yeah, Jesse Smollett. All right, so this this dude right here, um, he tried to make a name for himself. Uh, yeah, he he was good where he was at. He didn't have to do anything. He was already on. He was already on one of the most coonish shows I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you know, shout out to Empire. Do what y'all do. Y'all making money, but still, like, come on, man. Uh, I, I don't think that he had to do it this way. Like this is, this is the craziest thing about it is because not only did he hurt the, the gay community, the LGBTQ, I don't even know how to say that shit. Um, yeah. Not only did he mess with that community, uh, he also made a, a, a bad mark on black people again. And this is kind of like the gay man who cried wolf. And this shit, this shit is not cool, at least from that standpoint, because there's a lot of people actually getting, 
you know, hurt off of some real shit just because of what they, you know, what they want to be in life. And you do what you do, but you don't got to do it in this fashion uh, by setting up some fake ass shit. That shit, man. Yeah. So <laughs> this cat uh, comes out, I don't know, January 20th, middle of January and says that he was jumped in the park. They threw bleach at him. They tied a noose around his neck and they yelled out, this is MAGA country at him after as they were attacking him. They also uh, said some racial slurs and some homophobic slurs to him, allegedly. Uh, and this is all a week after he had received a, a threatening letter in the mail um, to the, I believe, to the Empire Studios, like where they record the show Empire at. Right. Someone sent him this letter uh, with a hand-drawn picture of a, a gun pointing at a guy hanging from a tree. It looked like a four or five-year-old drew it. <laughs> um, and the return address on that letter said MAGA as well. Um, so, I mean, right off the top, there's a lot of red flags in this story, like right <laughs> off the top. But, you know, if you sit and think about the story, you're going to notice the red flags. However, people are quick to rush to attention. Like, this dude got a bunch of support off the top real quick. Yeah, every every big name in the in that's a celebrity even the when, politicians yeah even the politicians even had even had donald trump behind him uh you know kind of talking about it and everything like that like you so, you you get the, all of this publicity behind it and and i know that's what he was going for but really <laughs> what did this turn out to be an entire shit show yeah and you know you always got to remember too and realize that the media always wants to stir tensions um it's no good for the media or the people in charge if we all get together. So there's always different kind of tensions trying to brew, and there's always racial tensions that that try to get brought out when stories like these come out, especially with such accusations. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. And you see it on both sides because I mean, look at the you know the far right with uh, Tommy Lauren saying some crazy shit, mm-hmm. um, and everybody knows that this crazy broad. Um, <laughs> shouldn't have an audience, but she does. Right. And then you got everybody who's, I wouldn't say left, but just uh, at least on the other side of the fence saying, you know, this is this is messed up. What are we going to do about it? And things like that. And it, yeah, you just, just like you said, you, you pit people against people. And for the majority, though, I would think that uh, everybody was kind of behind Juicy, Jesse Smollett in this in this situation when we first seen it. Yeah, because at the surface, it's terrible, right? I mean, getting attacked with homophobic slurs, uh, race, racial, racial slurs, um, including, you know, MAGA country stuff, tying it up to the president, which is a very polarizing topic and stirs different emotions to whoever you bring, you know, him up to, right? Right. So there's a, it hits on a lot of different things. It hits on, you know, attacking Trump supporters, um, which also around that same time, middle of January, end of January-ish, was when that they had those pictures come out when they tried to set up the little high school kids in the MAGA hats uh, when they were, like, talking to that Indian dude. Remember that? Yep, yep. Also That's, a fake yeah. story, right? Right. There's two sides <laughs> to every story. <laughs> so around the same time, it's kind of fishy, too, that both of these fake stories about Trump supporters come out, like, literally within a week of each other. Right. And we're going to clear that up by by any means. We don't 
uh, I, I know I don't support Donald Trump. No. But at the same time, um, there, there's always two sides to a story. So don't believe everything that you see without doing research or, or seeing the other side of it. Yeah. And that's exactly what's played out in basically it was like what four week span like a month span starting middle of january and then pretty much up to now and in, in february yeah and people were up in arms and one thing about this story is my bullshit detector went up immediately like, <laughs> it did <laughs> you know that there i had friends that were talking about this situation they were upset that president trump didn't say anything um you know, to, to defend Jesse against his supporters here who perpetrated this attack. And immediately my BS detector was off. First of all, uh, first things first, Chicago, Illinois is where the attack happened. There are no Republicans in Chicago, Illinois. No. <laughs> like, look through the history of the city. There's no Republicans. And definitely, if you're a MAGA, I mean, it's not MAGA country. As these dudes yelled at him as they threw the noose on him. Right. <laughs> By any means. Second thing, if you guys remember, uh, this was like in the Siberia time when it was like minus 50 degrees below zero in Chicago. It was, like the, it was the coldest place in the world. Like they said it was colder than Antarctica, colder than the North Pole. Like, yeah, got, <laughs> got below zero temperatures. Yeah, there's like penguins walking the street and shit. <laughs> Real talk. Like I think might have been like the only time nobody ever got shot in Chicago that whole week. <laughs> hey, yo, that's actually that's actually funny as shit because that might be an interesting stat to look up. How many people died in Chicago that week? In the Siberia week. <laughs> so like this might have been the only crime that happened. That's why the Chicago police were actually able to do their job in this situation, bro. <laughs> bing, bing. Hey, that's right on point, Doug. That's so funny. So it's. 20 degrees below zero why wouldn't you hold your hate crime off until tomorrow right when the actual sun is shining and it's <laughs> above zero degrees right like i mean it's a it's a premeditated attack specifically trying to attack him you know obviously he's singled out in this attack because he got that threatening letter a week before um yeah if it was really some white boys they'd be like oh yeah chuck we'll, we'll get him tomorrow <laughs> like come on yo like yeah. they would not be out there in in the fucking freezing cold man so as the media is drumming up this story as the media is telling uh you about all these celebrities that are tweeting support for juicy juicy's omelet or whatever he calls himself he the chicago media is reporting that the police are unable to find video of the attack so they've got video of jesse eating at subway by himself at 3 a.m Nothing suspicious there, right? Like, <laughs> who's that? Who's that subway at three a.m.? You couldn't pick nothing better. There was nothing better. Like, if anything that's open at three a.m., like if anything that's open at three p.m., subway is going to be my last pick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking for footlongs at three a.m. I mean, a maybe he was, but so so that's why I was thinking originally. I was thinking, hey, you know, this dude must have maybe met someone on Grinder. Didn't work out right. He got beat up. Makes sense there to. You know, try to make up a story about what happened. Obviously, you don't want to take it to the extremes of, of what he did. But <laughs> that was, to me, the most logical conclusion. They got videos of him at a subway. They got videos of him walking to the place he said he got assaulted at. There's videos of everything but literally but the actual assault happening. Um, so that kind of was suspicious to me, too, that, you know, somehow this happens in the only square block of Chicago that's not covered with cameras. 
Right. <laughs> and but they but they got videos of him with the other dudes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so. Let's, Let's push the story. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. so let's go here. Uh, you know, what happens? They put up pictures of these dudes. They find these dudes, and they're both black. They're both uh, Nigerian descent. And <laughs> Jesse wrote them a check, yes, a, on paper, signed his name on a check, gave it to these dudes, gave them $3,500 to uh, get masks, get some bleach, get some rope, and, you know, just beat them up in the park. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh my god first of all <laughs> where do we even start with this fuck show here um i mean yeah first of all you know i could see nigerians beating up a black man because um you know no disrespect but i know a lot of africans do not like uh, the uh the black people in america i could tell you that from personal experience um but they would not be yelling MAGA country. So, MAGA that's, country. <laughs> so get the fuck out of here. That's not <laughs> happening. Um they will beat your ass, but not because of MAGA. They're gonna probably say because of Wakanda or something else, it's not gonna be because of MAGA country. <laughs> um, and and just just the fact of the whole motive behind it of why he wanted to go this this far to the length that he went was because he was mad about his check, about him getting sixty five K an episode. Like if that's not first world bullshit, I've oh my god, I've never heard it. Like <clears throat> this 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 dude really concocted something like this, and it, first of all, it wasn't well thought and planned. Um, so that's already bad enough. But you actually went to these links to to try to get Empire to give you more money by faking your ass getting beat up, and and you're a homophobic man. And just making all, just really touching on every single touchy subject that there is in the world today. He pretty much tossed it in his whole situation. So not only does it make, again, black people look bad, it makes homophobic people look bad. It, it, it even could even do, go back to like the things with rape with women and things like that. People are going to be very reluctant to actually help people in those situations due to this type of shit. Yeah, like definitely. It literally sets up the whole thing. Like that fucks all black people for the rest of the year. Like there's no get out of black free, you know, get out of jail free black card type of shit. There, there's none of that no more. Uh, that's already out the window for 2019. Like I think Cardi B said that she fucked, uh, he fucked up all of Black History Month for us. <laughs> like, oh man, I mean, <laughs> let, the thing about it too is to to the more thought, you know, the dumbest part of the whole thing to me is. This at this point in the entertainment industry in in America, especially for being an actor, there's never been more opportunities for people of color actors in America before, right? There's right. more black movies coming out than ever before, and on the other end of that, there's limited amount of actors that can be put into those roles. Like you can't have Michael B. Jordan in every movie, right? Right. Even though like he almost is, but. <laughs> But you can't do that. So just because of the time that you're in and you're being an actor in this time is the greatest opportunity for you in itself to make money. Exactly. And and on top of that, then he's got another, oh, shit, I'm watching TNT and guess who's on the screen? Same guy we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it also takes away from, from also people of the the gay community uh, as well, and they have to go through a double standard, especially being 
black and gay um you're you're already like your your figures have just doubled and tripled times as hard as it already was like right outside you're, of just you're being dealing a the struggle black, yeah you just make but it just makes it even that much worse for those people who are really trying to do things and it, it just puts a bad narrative out there that people actually you know these things actually happen but i actually read a, an interesting stat today um that most this is the one-off exception literally of all hate crimes reported against uh gay lesbian uh trans community uh only 0.03 percent are fake so that might be just his case (laughs) yeah right it's just him only one um because that's that's a very fucking low number and i don't know i didn't say you know out of how many have been reported um, but I, I would assume there's at least several thousand at this point. I mean, we live in America and there's millions of people. I would at least think there's at least a thousand yeah. reported hate crimes against uh, that community. And only 0.03% uh, of it is fake. So, yes, but I think it's just it's because he's a a celebrity. It's polarizing at this point. And now that you're at, at that stature, it's all over Twitter. It's all over Instagram. It's all over Facebook. Uh, there's memes everywhere about it. It just puts that bad negative connotation out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we all going through our own wars anyway. There's no, no need and no time to make up more, you know, make up fake ones to go through too. Like, it's obviously this guy could not find people that hated him more than he hated himself, apparently, right? Exactly. It's got to be self-hate. It's got to be something... Uh, something mentally definitely that's that's like a mental kind of situation to to go that far to those links yeah and to kind of you know to find a place where the cameras aren't even recording but he writes a check to these cats like <laughs> he put it on paper <laughs> he put it on paper like signed his name to it here's 3500 bucks plus the dude was a uh, extra they said on empire too oh with the brothers yeah the perpetrators or whatever the those dudes now they get in trouble. They didn't, you know, even do anything really. They just got paid. Yeah, exactly. They just they just pocketed a bunch of money and just made a bunch of money. Uh, well, thirty five hundred ain't a lot of money. I mean, you would have to pay me more to do some shit like that. But <laughs> <laughs> to your mega country, <laughs> yeah, your mega country. Uh, but it's just it's to just go to those lengths though. I don't I don't understand. Um, just just for the sake of yelling at Empire to say, I want more than sixty five k a show, uh, or an episode recorded, like you gotta man take that up with the producers or some shit. You know they got the chain chain of command. Like don't don't bring all the black people and all the gay people and everybody else who are involved into this situation and fuck everybody just because you want more than sixty five k. Well. You, uh, Jesse Smollett, you're not worth more than 65k. That's why they're giving you 65k. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Nobody knew who the fuck you were before this, and now everyone knows you as a fucking idiot. <laughs> exactly. Like what? <laughs> now, now you're just the donkey of the the fucking decade. Not even the year or the day or the month. Uh, yeah. We're still in the Breakfast Club. You're the donkey of of eternity <laughs> because right. you and just. The other thing they're not talking about yet is that letter that was sent to him. Uh, you know, if it's found out that he sent that letter to himself, that's, you know, f- federal charges for sending terrorist threats in the mail. <laughs> yeah, to himself. 
<laughs> and it, like you said, it looks like a five-year-old drew it. And <laughs> it just looks fucking terrible. Like, bro. He I, drew it left-handed, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What What is going on in this world today? I mean, it's just crazy. I, I don't know how else to explain that other than, like you just said uh, a couple minutes ago, um, he just hates himself at this point. That, that's that self hate to go that far. He hates himself more than anybody hates him. Like right, <laughs> nobody's attacking him. Nobody yeah, putting that energy into into messing up Mr. Smollett's money. Right. No, no one else cares about you, bro. Like no one cares to yell MAGA country at you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, like, he's not the most famous person from Empire, right? Like, he's like. The tenth most famous person on Empire, <laughs> right? And I guarantee you that you know, however many MAGA country people are out there in America, maybe two of them can name the three people from Empire. Exactly, two. <laughs> I, the only two that you care about is Taraji, and and uh, what's the other dude's name? I always just call him Hustle and Flow. I'm Terrence sorry, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, that's terrible. Terrence Howard's a great actor. I just Terrence always call him Hustle. Awesome. I just always call him Hustle and Flow though, because I just always think, I always think of that movie. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's even harder out here to to catch a hate crime if you're Jesse Smollett. <laughs> man, man, what a joke, sir. Well, what a that, joke. let's get into some music, man. Fuck these dummies. Yep, let's get into some dope shit. <laughs> DJ Craftmatic.
show said everything is everything. I want to start it and stop until the morning. All right.